Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast about children's development from the Center for Inclusive Childcare. Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast from the Center for Inclusive Childcare. I'm Priscilla Weigel from the Center for Inclusive Childcare. I'm the executive director, and I'm here with some of my colleagues today with Beth Menninga, who is our relationship-based professional development manager. So she leads our coaching team. And Brenda Lowe is our coach mentor who supports also supports our coaching team. And we have a great team around the state of Minnesota out in childcare. Today, we're going to talk about something that has been a recurring need from what we've heard out there. And I think our listeners can agree. Teamwork, how to build a successful team in the childcare setting. And so we're going to try to do um, three parts to this conversation. And so we're going to start with a part that really is kind of the foundation of success when you look at building a positive team. And so Brenda and Beth, take it away. Tell us some, some of those pieces that you've thought are really essential pieces that sometimes get forgotten? Well, the first thing we were thinking about is routines. We are big on parallel process at the Center for Inclusive Child Care. Yes, we are. So we tried to think about this in terms of what makes sense for children, too. And routines are always critical for everybody in the field, adults and children. So what are some routines around teamwork? Well, and I think that, you know, just being able to touch base on a regular basis, figuring out what does that regular basis look like and regular basis between teachers and the manager, between the teachers within the classroom, and also not forgetting about the ever so popular monthly team meeting that really needs to happen regularly. Right, right. And how often when things get crazy and busy, that's the first thing to get cut. Yes. And that's really essential. It's that connector. That's a really great point. Thank you for bringing that up. And part of that regularly touching base is also daily. So Mm -hmm. when I walk into the room, my shift starts if this is in a center-based program How do I let people know I'm here and kind of touch base and get the feel for how the morning's gone? How do other people in the room let me know, okay, heads up, we had to change the schedule today, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Um, Or so-and-so's out sick and mom's going to be calling at noon or what have you. So are there ways that we can touch base at the beginning of our connection as adults? Um, As well as, of course, we want to touch base with the children. But this is about teamwork. So we really want to be sure we're thinking, how am I communicating with my coworkers um, just so that we know what's going on Mm -hmm. when we start our work in the morning? And that's true in family childcare, too, if you have an assistant coming in. Um, you know, how do you touch base a little bit so that you can move forward with the rest of the day together versus yeah. separately wondering what's going on? Mm-hmm. I think that's a really good point, Beth. And I think that that leads into the schedule. How does the day's schedule going to look like? And I know that all of us, we have a daily schedule that we have with the kids in general. Like we all know we have perhaps our morning group time. We, at a certain point, we're hopefully, fingers crossed, going to go outside (laughs) and we're going to come in and we're going to get ready for lunch, et cetera, et cetera. But I think that the conversation needs to go a little bit deeper with who's going to clean off the tables today after snack? Mm -hmm. Who's going to put the cots out for nap time? Who's going to be in charge of 
supervising those bathrooms today because it doesn't always have to be the same person. And what I've noticed when I'm out and about at centers is that sometimes the conversation doesn't happen, but it's just assumed. Yeah. yeah. It's whoever's standing there in position. And, and it doesn't always have to be that way because what happens is it starts to take its toll mm-hmm. on that person that's always having to step up. So instead of allowing that to happen, having that plan in place so that you can actually have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's and, really essential. Yeah. And that doesn't mean being we aren't flexible right. with our colleagues. We're there to support one another. So if they need me to step in and take this on, that's... That's also what we assume is we're all valued partners of the team, and we'll talk more about that um, later. But, but sort of having the conversation up front, who's doing what, and that kind of leads into planning together, which is another big area. So planning for the week, planning for our schedule, planning for even how we respond to children when certain things come up. Right. When do we do that. So part of that conversation is, again, leaders, program leaders, perk up your ears. Mm -hmm. There needs to be some time for people to actually plan together, as well as that monthly staff meeting that we hope is happening. Mm -hmm. It's time to plan together. Think ahead about how we're going to divide up that schedule. So in your experience, the two of you even thinking about this, do you feel that it's useful then for a setting to say, this is going to be our template that we're going to use? Would that be a helpful tool to have in place to just say, weekly, we're going to map out, we're going to see our calendar, and we're going to say, these are the periods of time where we need to assign someone to be on deck, to take lead, to do this task. And then it's a visual so that they can walk in and maybe that actual conversation isn't able to happen. However, they can look over inside the cupboard door and go, oh, it's Tuesday. Tuesday, I'm on snack setup, cut, breakdown, you know, all of those pieces so that it's, and then each week you can just generate that so it's not a brand new, overwhelming, oh my goodness, where do we start? Would you suggest that that's a useful tool or is that extra work? What do you think? I think it makes sense in a preschool classroom if we're talking centers, if If you're talking infant and toddler care, there may be a different lens you're going to have to look at, and that's primary caregiving. And so I'm, Mm -hmm. if I'm a primary caregiver for from eight to four, then I'm going to think about all those things with my group of children. And we still work out like, okay, if if we all have snack together, say we're toddler classroom and and we're on a routine of meals where everyone does eat together, then there still has to be that conversation, who does what with the routine. But then I also have to think about my primary care group with toileting or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it looks a little different if you're in a center and you've done primary caregiving. Um, And then, of course, family child care, you may be the only one and you don't have to worry about it at all. Mm -hmm. But again, if you um, are working with a partner, yeah, if you're going to take turns doing some tasks, Mm -hmm. having it planned ahead, I think in some ways it's easier to think like, I'm going to do this task all week, every week, if you're trading off tasks. That's a good point. And there may be things that... You're comfortable. I'm comfortable always being the person who does this. Mm -hmm, You're comfortable being the person who always does this. That's fine. But it's the conversation that's the point. That's good. That you don't just assume like Brenda said. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I've actually seen, Beth, to your point about the infant and toddler and how that looks a little bit different than the preschool classroom. I couldn't agree more with you on that. I've actually seen it where, um, beautifully done, where teachers are saying, um, okay, you're going to do 
diapering first, the 9 a.m. shift for diapers. And then I'm going to do the 11 o'clock shift for diapers. And I'm going to, and then so-and-so is going to do the one o'clock shift for diapers. And then you, we all know that, for especially in an infant classroom, that whoever's doing diapers, everybody else has to do everything else because there's no other right. time. <laughs> That's true. You're, You're right. all preoccupied. Yeah, true. Um, and that has been a beautiful rotation. And the mm. other thing to think about too, going back to the center as a whole, is looking at the calendar as a month in advance. Mm-hmm. So conferences are coming up next month, for example. What are we going to do to plan for that? Yeah. Not springing it on your staff. We need to get these assessments done and get ready for conferences and oh my goodnesses right before it happens and everybody's right. scrambling because that never feels good. Well, this has been really helpful, just even focusing on one piece, the routine of setting this up for success. And I look forward to talking with both of you in our next podcast about planning and how you do more of that planning and setting things up so that that teamwork just flows because we know that we are all doing really hard work caring for kids every day. It's a lot of fun, but it's a lot of work. And so whatever we can do to support staff in the positive connection together, supporting each other is going to make a difference. So thank you both for being here. Look forward to part two. Thanks for listening. For more resources, visit us at inclusivechildcare.org.